this is Matt Wells at UN News. Repeated warnings of the effects of the war in Ukraine on developing countries reached a new pitch on the 13th of April when UN humanitarian agencies said that millions of displaced families across eastern Africa will fall deeper into hunger as food rations dwindle amid a lack of sufficient funds, meaning more than 70% of refugees in need do not receive enough to eat. And that same day, the Secretary-General Antonio Guterres launched a report detailing the disastrous consequences of the Ukraine war for those who rely on grain supplies sourced from the country. Joyce Msuya, the UN's Deputy Emergency Relief Chief, joined us in our UN News studio and told Connor Lennon that she'd noticed back in 2021 that the hunger crisis was growing, well before the Russian invasion began. I sort of got a sense of the crisis when I was living in Nairobi, Kenya, I just moved to New York uh, on February 18th. And I remember vividly after Christmas how the food prices went up. Uh, largely then were driven by uh, drought, climate change impact. I was working for UNEP. Um, and that for me was a clear sign that something has not, uh, was not going well. Fast forward now with the Ukrainian crisis, severe drought, which comes immediately after COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, we are seeing um, massive impact of hunger, uh, internally displaced populations in countries like Kenya, Somalia, and Ethiopia in particular. So the Horn of Africa is on our map as one of the priority areas we need to focus on for a multitude of crises, basically. So when the war in Ukraine began, did you at that point think this could be really dramatic given the amount of grain that is coming from Ukraine and is used for emergency food aid? Right now, based on the analysis, I mean, if you look at the World Food Programme, uh, they buy most of their grains from Ukraine and Russia. Uh, if you add that to the impact of climate change around the Horn of Africa, that is a compounded effect. And all these uh, mini crises are adding up uh, to the countries when they're just recovering from, uh, from COVID-19 pandemic. So absolutely. And then uh, two is the knockoff effect of the Ukraine war is the disruption of the supply chains, the global supply chains. Uh, you know, when I lived in Nairobi, most of the containers would come through Mombasa port to go out, in and out. Now with the war, um, the traffic logistics challenges have been immense. So absolutely there have been, and not to mention the economic challenges as well. So within the UN, the part of the UN that you're in, the humanitarian affairs wing of the UN, alarm bells were ringing quite early. Yes. And uh, just to give you a clear example, the Under Secretary General Martin Griffith, um, who is the emergency re relief coordinator for the humanitarian community, was supposed to visit Horn of Africa literally a few days before the Ukraine war started. And at the request of the Secretary General, he had to postpone that trip because of the crisis. And why was he going there? Because even then, the drought was a real problem uh, in around the Horn of Africa. And a problem that's been growing for a long time. Uh, the past decade, we've seen the number of refugees from East Africa nearly tripling from 1.82 million in 2012 to around 5 million today. 300,000 new refugees last year alone. You mentioned climate change as one of the factors there, but 
um, are there other triggers that explain this huge rise? I'm from Tanzania, uh, coming from Kilimanjaro. It's not uncommon for the Maasai and other uh, ethnic groups to cross over the borders looking for uh, pastoral uh, areas to feed their animals. So that has also been exacerbated by the drought, the internally displaced people. And then as part, uh, in that part of, the, um, uh, uh, of Africa, there was also conflict. Ethiopia was one of the countries we were working on. South Sudan, uh, the protracted crisis is another. So there have been a couple of spots where all these new crises are adding on to uh, protracted crises, either caused by climate change, uh, drought, and/or internal conflicts. And given all of these, all of these challenges that are coming at once, are the humanitarian agencies of the UN overstretched now? So we work with a number of humanitarian actors. UN as a system is one part of the story. But for example, we're working with quite a number of NGOs, international, but equally important, the local NGOs, as well as um, other uh, entities outside Orcha. If you have, currently our estimates uh, show that 15 to 16 million people are at risk of drought. Uh, the UN as a system needs the partnership. So it's the entire community, humanitarian community, that is responding to the crisis. I wouldn't say it's stretched, but where we are stretched because of the war in Ukraine is on the financial resources, for example. We are currently planning to have an event at the end of April to uh, mobilize additional resources from donors, from the NGO community, and the entire humanitarian community to address the drought and the challenging issues in the Horn of Africa. And how, how big is the shortfall in the funding that you need for relief efforts? How much more do you need? Uh, specifically for the three countries, we are looking at 4.4 billion US dollars. Um, that is the gap in terms of the financing. Uh, and then we will obviously disaggregate the numbers uh, for each country. For example, if you look at Somalia alone, we are looking at about $1.5 billion uh, financial needs as of now. And the language that's coming out from some of the agencies of the UN is, is stark. We're hearing perfect storm of horror, for example. Is that the kind of language that you would use to describe what's happening now? I would use it's horrifying because of the compounded impacts of many crises that are adding up, both globally but also sub-regionally. I mean, uh, let's not forget hardly a year or two ago, uh, these countries were also suffering from the uh, COVID pandemic. Add that to climate change, add internal conflicts, internally displaced populations, and now drought. Uh, think about the malnourished kids who currently are not able to go to school because they're hungry or their learning capabilities are compromised because of malnutrition. So it's the compound effect of mini crises that makes the situation in Horn of Africa absolutely horrifying at the moment. At the UN we've been talking a lot over the last few days about the knock-on effects of the war in Ukraine on developing countries 
including, of course, the Horn of Africa countries. Do you think the world is finally waking up to the fact that there is this massive interlinkage now between what happens in one country and the, the knock-on effect it has in other countries? I would go back to, to the COVID pandemic as one example where a viral infection in one part of the world uh, could easily be uh, you know, affect the other part of, uh, of the world. So yes, I think the s Ukraine has been a bread, a bread basket for the world and so has Russia. So yes, I would say the world is again waking up. How likely do you think it is that we will see the ref kind of reform of the international financial system that the Secretary General is calling for? in order to mitigate these price shocks that are exacerbating the kind of famine and the hunger that we're seeing in East Africa? Hard to put a timeline, uh, but uh, I'm quite optimistic with the Secretary General's voice and his good office uh, that progress will be made. I think it's fair to say uh, we have been engaging even in the humanitarian space with international financial institutions through the Interagency Standing Committee. Uh, they are quite aware of the scale, the daunting scale of the crisis uh, we are seeing in Horn of Africa, but also globally. So I'm quite optimistic.